Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. I want to thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. In the next couple of moments, we're going to think about Babylon, biblical Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. But Babylon has been in existence now for 4,500 years. Let me think that through with you in just a moment. By the way, I am going to present this, and it is from a five-hour series a audio series, by the way, entitled The Babylon Factor. We deal with the situation that's going on in the Middle East and why the United States military is there. This is very important for you to understand in the times in which we're living. So if you would like to have your copy of The Babylon Factor, if you'll stay tuned after we have our study, I'll give you the information that will assist you in making your order. But right now, Let's think about Babylon down through history. Now, since September the 29th, 2000, nobody has been allowed except Muslims to be on the Temple Mount. They have done such destruction on the Temple Mount. They're doing construction, supposedly, and in fact, underneath the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Now, that is the silver-domed or pewter-domed building. The gold dome building is not a mosque. That's the dome of the rock. It is not a mosque. It is a commemorative building built in 691 by a man named Omar. The silver dome building is the mosque called Al-Aqsa Mosque. And underneath that mosque, they are building what they say will be the largest mosque in all of the Muslim world. By that, they have destroyed all types of antiquity. That's the location in the temple where Solomon's porch was. His stables were located there. It is so bad that the southern retaining wall right next to Al-Aqsa Mosque is bowing out and is about to fall down, which would result in the entire uh, Temple Mount sliding down into the Kidron Valley, should that be the case. They have taken over the last two years over 1,000 dump truck loads of Jewish antiquity from the Temple Mount. And the Mufti of Jerusalem, the highest ranking Muslim cleric in the Middle East, stood up the other day and said, there is no evidence that the Jews were ever on the Temple Mount. Hello? Of course, you take all the antiquity off the artifacts, how are you going to have any proof? But by the way, when he said that, you know what he said? If there's no evidence of Jews ever being on the Temple Mount, you negate the Old Testament. The Old Testament said Solomon built that temple up there. Took him seven and a half years to build that temple. First Kings. There's so much else. King David purchased from Ornan the Jebusite that special threshing floor up there. And so there was a presence. By the way, if there was no presence of the Jews on the Temple Mount, you negate the New Testament. By negating the New Testament, you say Jesus Christ was never on the Temple Mount. He was a Jew. He healed. He taught. He walked from there to be crucified. Hey, if you negate the Old Testament, you negate Judaism. If you negate the New Testament, you negate Christianity. If you negate Judaism and Christianity, what's left? Islam. And so that's their plan. Well, I tell you all of that to say the Jews don't control the Temple Mount. Oh, sovereignty. If that's really question, yes. But practically, you see what happened after the Six-Day War, June 7, 1967, on the 9th of June. The leadership of Israel, Moshe Dayan, the guy who had the black patch on his eye, 
the late Yitzhak Rabin, who was the chief of staff of the Israeli Defense Force at that time. Others, Uzi Landau, leaders of the, the Israeli government at that time, gave the Temple Mount complex, the most sacred spot in all of creation for the Jewish people, to the Waqf, which is the Islamic trust that controls it and won't let the Jews and the Christians come up there. And so that's what's happening. It's the times of the Gentiles. It has not been completed. It started with Daniel, 605 B.C. It's going to continue till Jesus Christ comes back and destroys Babylon, which we'll talk about tomorrow morning. The times of the Gentiles. Ezekiel and Daniel set a pace at a certain time in history that was talked about by Matthew. Have you ever read, read the genealogy of, uh, in Matthew 1 from Abraham to Jesus Christ? Very interesting. Verse 17 is a compilation of the entire genealogy. You know what it says there? From Abraham to King David was 14 generations. From King David to the carrying away into the captivity was 14 generations. And from the carrying away to the captivity unto Jesus Christ was 14 generations. I have studied a lot of genealogies. I love, that's a hobby of mine, to study genealogies. There's all kind of information in there. But I've never read a, a genealogy which had a personality, excuse me, an event in it. They were all personalities. And here it says the carrying away in the captivity. That's in the middle of this genealogy. It's setting a time, the times of the Gentiles. Well, the Babylonian captivity took place for 70 years. And there was a reason for that. The reason was that God told the Jewish people to rest, Leviticus chapter 25, verse 23, rest the land every seventh year. Don't produce anything on it. Don't plant. Don't harvest. I'll give you in the sixth year enough to take you to the eighth year or the starting of the cycle again the first year. Don't use that land. Give it a sabbatical every seven years. That's what sabbatical means, of course. They didn't do it. You know how long they didn't do it for? 490 years. And so God takes them out of the land for 70 years. That gives it the 70 sabbaticals that they needed to have for the land. And then he lets them come back in the land. In fact, there's an interesting verse in Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. Daniel said, I have been out of the land for 70 years. And I just read in my quiet time this morning the book of Jeremiah where it says 70 years Jerusalem will be in the captivity under control of somebody else. He knew where he was by reading the scriptures. Oh, he read Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 11, chapter 29, verse 10, which said they will be out of the land for the 70 years. They're out of the land for the 70 years. How did the Babylonian empire? You see the word Babylon is used 350 times in the Bible. 350 times. It's used in 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles as it's leading up to the Babylonian captivity. It's used in Genesis and it's used then in the prophets. In fact, in the book of Jeremiah, which we'll be looking at, it's used 174 times. Half of the time it's used is talked about in Jeremiah. That's why we'll go back there and see what the prophecy is. But look at, if you've got Daniel, look at chapter 5 just a second. Let's look as we trace through the destruction of the Babylonian empire. Now chapter 5, then read, the way you read Daniel is chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, and 12. So chapter 5 comes after actually chapters 7 and 8. 
Did I confuse you there? It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, and 12. That's chronologically how they unfold. Thank you so very much for joining us for this look at the book. The Babylon Factor is the name, the title of a five-hour audio series that I have done that focuses on Babylon for the end times. Now, we've just thought about Babylon down through history, and we came to the understanding that Babylon has never been destroyed. It will be destroyed, and that's why the United States military is in modern-day Iraq, which, by the way, of course, is biblical Babylon. If you'd like more information along this line to have your own study, you can get your five-hour audio series entitled The Babylon Factor by calling our toll-free number. That's 877-674-3298. Now, that's toll-free from across America. Let me give it to you again, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and go to our shopping mall and make your order that way. The address for our website, prophecytoday.com. And the name of that five-hour audio series on CD, The Babylon Factor. I want to thank you for taking these moments to join us for this short study. May I encourage you to continue to study God's prophetic word. And as we do that together, we'll understand that the time of the rapture of the church is upon us. In fact, it could happen at any moment. And having said that, There's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...